day 90 of the story that changes everything. Our readings for today are 1 Samuel chapters 25 through 27. Here's some thoughts to guide your reading for today. Chapter 25 opens with the announcement of the death of Samuel. He's been absent from the narrative for almost 10 chapters, but the statement sets readers up for the story of Saul's conjuring up of Samuel's spirit in one of the chapters for tomorrow. But Samuel dies, and the people grieve the loss of a significant transitional leader in Israel's history. Most of the rest of the chapter tells the story of David's encounter with Nabal and his wife Abigail. Nabal's name means fool, and he lives into his name. In a time with no police for safety, David and his men were supporting themselves by providing protection for those families and clans near them. Nabal acts foolishly and arrogantly, refuses to support David, nor does he give him any respect. Abigail acts prudently and saves the day. Nabal has an apparent heart attack and dies, and David marries Abigail and gains through marriage everything and more that Nabal refused to give him. There are two important subtexts in this narrative. The first is that even while fleeing from Saul, David is gaining wealth, influence, and power. This story takes place in the southern part of the nation, and it's solidifying David's alliances in that part of the country. Secondly, it begins to narrate David's accumulation of wives. This certainly seems strange to modern readers, but we must remember that prior to the last century, most cultures considered the primary purpose of marriage to be the building up of a particular people or community through having children. Marriage was thought of as political more than a romantic institution. By adding wives, David was not only adding to his own family or tribe, but he's gaining political connections and alliances with those families or people with whom he is intermarrying. His marriage to Abigail not only gave him Nabal's great wealth, but it also made him familial allies with the Calebites. Along those lines, the chapter closes by naming David's other wives. Among them is Ahinoam of Jezreel. That name is mentioned earlier in 1 Samuel chapter 14 as one of Saul's wives. Now, no reason is given here for how or why she became David's wife. However, since the text also mentions that Saul gave David's wife Michael away to someone else in his absence, Ahinoam may be mentioned here to keep the political link between David and Saul's house apparent. Chapter 26 may seem like a very familiar story. It reads almost as a complete repeat of the story told earlier in chapter 24 when David spared Saul's life in the cave. The setup and the basic plot of both stories are nearly identical. There's just a few details in the story that are different. Because of that, there's great scholarly debate about whether chapters 24 and 26 are two different events, or if they're actually the same event told from two different oral traditions, both of which made their way into the biblical narrative about David. There's no way to know for sure, but whether it's two events or the same story told two different ways, the point remains the same. Saul's leadership is eroding, and David's character will make him ultimately a much better king. Chapters 27 through 30 form a unit describing David's time among the Philistines. Chapter 27 is an odd narrative that 
On the surface, lets the reader know that out of concern for his safety, David pretended to align himself with the Philistines for a time. The enemy of my enemy is my friend, apparently. Achish, the king of Gath, lets David, his men, and their families take over the city of Ziklag. And from there, David and his makeshift army raid the Geshurites, the Gerzites, and the Amalekites, enemies of Israel. But they tell Achish that they are attacking Israelite tribes and making themselves odious to their own people. But again, the subtext of this story is that even while in hiding, David's not only gaining wealth and power in the southern part of the nation where Judah and Jerusalem will eventually be established, but he is also fulfilling the mission originally given to Saul to push back and destroy the Philistines and the Amalekites. While Saul's busy guarding his own power and chasing David around, David is gaining power and fulfilling Saul's mission. You may notice that God is not especially active in these chapters for today, but the character of God's leader is still on full display. This section of the Bible reminds me a bit of great Shakespearean dramas. When you read a play from Shakespeare, the drama comes from the collision of the character of the people in the story. Within just a few pages, for example, of Hamlet or Romeo and Juliet, you know this story is not going to end well because the fixed nature of the characters is leading them to tragedy rather than to comedy. The same is true here. While Saul's lack of virtue is leading him in the wrong direction, David's virtuous character is leading him to great things, even if in the current moment his circumstances are problematic and tenuous. These texts want to remind us that virtue and character matter. So, read these chapters carefully, looking for things you've never seen before, journal your thoughts, prayers, and questions, and learn the virtues of a God-pleasing life, no matter your circumstances. Our readings for tomorrow are 1 Samuel chapters 28-30, through 30, and we're adding Psalm 38. I'll talk to you tomorrow.